0: Welcome to another episode of Pastor Dale Walker's Leadership Podcast. We look forward to having you join us on this journey in learning how to become leaders that lead like Jesus. Remember to like, share, and subscribe to Dale Walker on Apple
1: Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Welcome, everybody, to this month's Elevate Lesson. I am so excited to talk about uh, leading through prayer. I have just sort of my... Uh, Drop mic quotation there by Dr. Mark Batterson If you see our notes Our highest privilege and our greatest responsibility is prayer Prayer is the difference between the best we can do And the best God can do And that's a big difference Prayer is how we write history before it happens There is so much we can do for God once we've prayed But little we can effectively do for God Until we pray And uh, really very excited to have two of my favorite people, our prayer ministry leaders in our church. Uh, Pastor Sephora Davis and Pastor Sue Yeager. And uh, I want to let them just uh, say hi. Sue?
0: Hi, this is Sue coming, coming at you. and just happy to be here with Dale and Sephora today.
1: And you're excited about prayer.
0: <laughs> I'm, I am over the moon excited about prayer. This is going to be a great year.
1: And and a great year of healing prayer.
0: Healing prayer, prophetic prayer, declarations. Um, Guys, you need to just buckle up because God is up to something so great this year. I'm very encouraged by what's already happened in the first few days of 23.
1: Amen. And many of you don't know, Sephora has been our prayer pastor for many years. And uh, Sephora, would you just tell a few of the things that you do in the area of prayer?
2: Okay, hello. Hello. I'm Sophora and um, one of the things that I do with a small team is handle every single prayer request that comes into the church so that we can guarantee absolutely that if a prayer request comes to us, it is prayed for. And I I find that work to be very, very exciting and it's a, a wonderful responsibility. It gives me joy to know that we have a God who answers prayer and we can bring any kind of request to the Lord and He will honor it. And and that's my joy.
1: Amen. And so for your information, uh, Sephora is the one who takes our prayer line. We have a, a prayer line that people call in. She does the prayer bulletin. And some of you, if you're not receiving the prayer bulletin, please sign up for it. Uh, as well as... She's helping me coordinate sending out things for this week of prayer. I'm not sure when you're listening to this, but she has tools that we're going to be sending out each day of this prayer journey where we're, we're learning some great practical things about prayer. And so we have how to pray the scripture, Jay, the prayer of Jabez, uh, prayer of Ephesians 1.18. We have how to pray the Lord's Prayer and how to pray spiritual warfare prayers. So there's lots of tools. I've also really encouraged you to look at getting the uh, Pray First app from Highlands Church, and uh, it has incredible tools. So we're excited about the week of prayer, uh, excited about a lot of the vision of prayer in our church, which includes, we're going to have our very own dedicated prayer room, hopefully by February, where it's nothing but prayer that's happening, uh, and super excited about that about the possibility of of restarting healing rooms can you just tell people what a healing room would represent
0: yeah um i i love this whole concept uh what we would like to do and we're going to look into doing is setting up appointments we're it looks like it's going to be on a Wednesday from 5 to 6.30 that you could either call the church or contact us and say, I just want somebody to pray with me. I want a word. I would like to hear a word. And and we will be available in person as well as on Facebook or Zoom. We're figuring out our platform. And even another element of this is we have some amazing prayer partners around the world in the Philippines and different places that that have said hey you can count on me I'll be a person who can pray for people so you might be able to get prayer from the Philippines for you know what and you're awesome, looking for prophetic word. yeah so um, you know just uh, we're, we're working on this we're setting things in motion about it but uh, it, it looks it looks like this is something that's on God's heart and certainly on our hearts and you're
1: doing Facebook prayer tell them about that
0: we do every morning Monday well the mornings I do I do Monday Tuesday Thursday and Sunday mornings and we're on at 6:30. and you know what I just gotta brag we have such an amazing group of people who come on and pray and so we're on there at 6.30. We we do a half an hour. We're in and out because people are getting ready for work and starting their days. But we just come together. We pray. We lift each other up. We sent Christmas cards to each other this year. We're going to have a get-together of the people that are local. So it's really turned into a prayer group and people who just want to be committed to walking through life together in prayer.
1: So join us. and. Sephora helps me on Friday morning. I'm I'm starting to call it our upper Zoom prayer because it's a Zoom, and we pray all of the prayer requests that come in uh, through the week, and it's an incredible time. And, again, we'll be part of this week of prayer. If you'll go to our website, you'll be able to see all the things that we're doing and ways that you can get involved in prayer. We do prayer walks. I have a Thursday prayer meeting at the church at noon, Uh, I call it prayer shield, where we have ministries that put a prayer shield around children's ministry, uh, other parts of our church. It's a really uh, critical thing. We do prayer walks as a part of our Love Las Cruces to Life. And we want to get you involved in prayer. That's what I'm saying, and especially invite you to come this week of prayer and fasting that starts uh, January 9th through the 15th, ending in our big churches united for revival. One of our prayers is to bring churches together. That'll happen Sunday night. We'll be having prayer every morning at and 6.30, and it'll be in person at our youth building, and every evening it will be in our sanctuary at 6:30, except for Saturday. And then all of these will also be online. So please be a part of that.
0: You know, just a real quick um, support. I think it would be helpful if you could give your email out so they could send prayer requests. Cause we told them about it, but we didn't tell them where to send it. Yes. To send prayer requests um, by email it's H F T
2: W dot prayer at gmail.com. And, um, we pray for every prayer request that comes to us. And, of course, if the prayer requests are submitted to the church on Sunday mornings, on cards, all of those come to us, and we, we pray for them
1: also. And if they want them to be confidential?
2: Yes. All, any prayer uh, request indicated confidential will be held confidentially. And if I deem that it, it should be confidential, it will be held confidentially. Um, so each, each request is considered according to. And another thing is we, we rarely put out uh, information in, uh, in the bulletin on children mm-hmm. unless it's universally known about the child because we must protect our children. So, it, But we will pray every prayer that comes in about children.
1: And I'm excited. Sephora also is producing the sword of the spirit, how to pray the scripture. And those are going to be available for sale at church. And and those are powerful, too. Well, I'm going to invite you to look at Nehemiah chapter one and leading through prayer. Uh, We want to look at this incredible subject of, of leaders, how leaders pray. And we always believe the first place we lead is the secret place. What we do in that secret place, God reveals in the public place. I, I really prioritize to any leader. I always tell people, I am a prayer who pastors. I am not a pastor who prays. And if prayer isn't first, and I'll be preaching that Sunday, pray first before you send that text. Pray before you worry. Pray before you give into temptation. Pray before you gossip, pray first. And uh, would you agree that keeps you out of a lot of trouble? Amen. Amen. And so part of what we're going to see with Nehemiah, this verse, Ephesians 6, says, put on the full armor of God and stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, the authorities, the prince of power, of darkness, and spiritual forces in the heavenly realm. What many people don't realize is God's work in his uh, kingdom is something that operates in a spiritual realm where there is a battle going on. This is not a human mission. This is a supernatural mission that cannot be accomplished by our own wisdom because it's, it's, it's really engaging in the kingdom of darkness. And without the supernatural activity of prayer, uh, we will not be able to change people's lives. Our best efforts cannot do that. I think it is so interesting that when the greatest leader of all time came to earth, Jesus, what did the disciples ask him to teach them? Uh, Luke 11, 1, teach us to pray. I mean, it is so clear that that was the central leadership principle of Jesus' life. They would watch him pray, and then he would do those miracles, he would heal people. And they understood very clearly that what was transactioning in his prayer life was the source of all of his ministry life. And so they didn't ask him, Lord, teach me how to say it better. Teach me those good uh, sermons. They said, no, we if we could learn to pray like Jesus, it will change everything in our world today. And I, I want to come back to that because people get way ahead in wanting to change the world and they don't pray. And what they don't realize is when you minister without prayer, you are a soldier without armor, <laughs> you are actually putting yourself in a place where you're going to probably experience things you don't want to experience. Uh, Gerald Brooks would say, if your your stage time exceeds your prayer time, you'll be in trouble all the time. Mm -hmm. And people who want to go out and minister, and I think all of us know people that were shooting stars. They started to minister and, and they were taken out of ministry. Why? Because they had; they did not have the first and most important part of their ministry, and that was the ministry to the Lord. Don't you love it how the priest would spend hours, They would they would be full of, of course, they were offering sacrifices, but it would take sometimes days of just pouring out and ministering to God. But then when they would come to the people, it would say they would stretch out their hands and bless them and the glory of God would fill the whole place. And and the secret of the outward ministry is that inward ministry. I was so touched reading the story of Finney's life and Daniel Nash and his intercessors, how they would rent a room for three weeks and they would be in groaning and they would end up calling doctors for the people that rented them rooms. What's going on there? And and Charles Nash would say, I mean, Charles Finney would say, everything that you're seeing in our ministry out here is because of what they're praying uh, in the background. And so as we start this year, uh, we do not want to go into a battle without the armor, without the prayer. And that is uh, the key word I'm saying today. The prayers we pray will determine uh, the difference that we make. Any thoughts about that?
0: You know, um, I was just, as I read through your notes, um, I was just thinking when I started out, you know, I, when I got saved, I didn't know anything about prayer because I didn't grow up in a Christian home. I So we got saved in the early, in the 70s, in the Jesus movement. Dale's dad was our pastor. And, um, you know, I, I just prayed general prayers. I prayed for my family, for my kids, what was going on at the church, and almost as though it was an obligation versus um, it was something I was supposed to do. And as I continued... Praying, what happened was I began to build this relationship with Holy Spirit and all of a sudden um, this desire rose up in me and it was like something deep inside of me truly desired to be in the presence of the Lord and it just grew out of that obedience of praying and not even knowing what I was doing honestly but um, it was just um, I, I honestly begin to find myself lost in his amazing presence. And I could go into this deep place of intimacy with him. And so my thought is I want to encourage you that even if you're in that place of general prayer, like, well, I'm praying for my family and I'm praying for my church and my kids. That's great. <laughs> Do that. Mm-hmm. And just as you spend more um, time with the Lord, you're going to find out um, you're not going to be asking for as much as you are going to just be wanting to be in his presence. Yeah. And so, um, and then God grew that, and I began to see faces, and I begin to see nations and cities and towns and um, situations and problems. And all of a sudden, well, you know, the Lord would say something. I go, wow, God, that's a great idea. And it was all birthed out of just pray. <laughs> you
1: now know? you're running an international mission. And. Yeah. and you didn't start to do that you started praying
0: right so that I would encourage that just start where you are
1: that's so good and I want to really layer, lower, uh, level the playing field and Sephora you're known as this intercessor but you weren't necessarily the most confident prayer when God called you to pray out loud could you tell us how that happened how you got started being an oh, intercessor and I was <laughs> I,
2: I grew up in a Christian home my mother, it turns out, was a prophetic intercessor, um, and, but I thought she was just mom. And then when I was older than most of you, um, but I, I was in church leadership, but I was always hand off cha- a prayer to someone else, and somebody else would always pray, but I prayed at home privately because I was a very private person. Mm-hmm. And I would tell you that I never heard my mother pray. She was also very private. And uh, she, as, as the Bible would say, went into her closet to pray. Well, then, um, um, like I said, I was older than most of you. When um, I was attending a church where we were between pastors and a teenager, teenage boy in our church was in a very, very bad accident, um, car accident, and he was at the hospital, in the hospital, and all the ladies of the church were down at the hospital, and I went to the hospital, and they were all milling around the um, cafeteria, and I thought, this is really not good. We should be in the chapel praying. But then I also had this horrible feeling that if I said anything, I might end up having to pray. <laughs> but I heard the Lord speak for the first time in an audible voice if you let his, your fear be more important than his need, you will answer for that. That did not sound like a good thing yeah, at all. It didn't sound good. So I said to the ladies, let's go into the chapel and pray, still hoping that someone would take the lead, and nobody did. They just followed me into the chapel like a bunch of baby ducks following the mama duck. So we got into the chapel, and I knew I had to pray out loud in front of these at least a dozen people. And so I did, and my voice was quavering, the tears were streaming down my eyes, my knees were knocking, I was shaking all over, but I did it. And this young man survived with no permanent head injuries. Wow. Well, then I knew for sure that I was in trouble. <laughs> and, and then a, a young woman came into our church um, and said, let's do Stephen ministry and i knew i had to learn had uh, 50 some hours of training and um, i saw that the instructor this young woman and i were the only two people in the class who could pray for healing and believe it would happen Mm -hmm. and but anyway then i was assigned to a person who could not only um, Pray in English, but Latin and Greek, and and I survived. Um, we met privately in public places for two years, and I saw miracle after miracle. But <clears throat> I went into this, well, and I went into this absolutely—you would say—kicking and screaming that this is this is not okay, you know, for me to have to do. But now my life experience is such that I have great joy in taking any kind of need to the Lord, and I can and I do it happily um, in person and live because it seems to me that the we the Lord trusts us to do this. He He gives us the tools, like good parents are given tools to be adults. The Lord has chosen to work through his people through prayer. Can you believe? But he has given us the tools. And we start with trust, looking at Jesus. Jesus trusted his Father, and we can start there. We can trust the Lord to hear us, and he is our friend.
1: Thank you so much, Sephora. Those prayer requests, I just want you to hear this, because when you put in that card, uh, Sephora and a team, dedicated team they pray in detail for hours over those requests and we have seen so many miracles now this is a a elevate is our leadership community our church has two visions to make disciples and to turn disciples into disciple makers (laughs) and who multiply the kingdom and so the angle for this message is just how do we become leaders of prayer who teach others to pray And so I want us to look at this incredible man, Nehemiah, who accomplished such a leadership victory. Uh, Though he lived some 600 miles away, uh, he was commissioned by the Lord to return to Jerusalem after it had been destroyed and rebuild the city and the walls and an incredible leadership feat. And I want you just to see that it was done completely by prayer. And it's a beautiful picture for us because you know we're going to. This is going to be the year of the family in our church, and what we're talking about is rebuilding the lives that have been devastated by generational curses and failures. And that was the situation in Nehemiah's day, and we are in the in the warfare. As we'll see, this whole story is a story of warfare with Simbalit to buy these others who did everything within their power to stop Nehemiah and yet because of prayer God thwarted uh, their efforts and one of the key things we're going to learn about prayer prayer is how God bends what the devil means for evil and uses it for good I think we're seeing that with this football player right now I believe he's going to be healed and God's getting a lot of glory something awful and and God used the destruction of Jerusalem to show his power, and it was because there was an intercessor like Nehemiah. Nehemiah, as a cupbearer in King Artaxerxes' palace, uh, receives a message from a Jew. Let me just read it. He, uh, in Nehemiah 1, verse 2, Hanani, this friend, comes from Jerusalem and he asks him about those who've survived the exiles. And in verse 3, it says, Those who survive are in great trouble and disgrace. The walls of Jerusalem are broken down. Its gates are burnt with fire. Terrible news. Now, what I want you to see is Nehemiah's response. When I heard these things, I sat down and wept. For some days I mourned and fasted and prayed before the God of heaven. So let me just, I'm going to just give you seven ways leaders pray. Number one, they pray first. The first thing he does instantly is pray. And we want to just start our year. And As we say, the whole vision of Heart for the World in January, we always start first with prayer. In 1 Timothy 2.1, Paul says it this way, I urge then, first of all, you can circle those words, that petitions, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgiving be made for all people. Uh, Prayer is to be our first resort, not our our first response, not our last resort. (laughs) And so I like to always say, pray before you send back that text. Pray before you say that harsh word. Pray before you worry. Pray before you give into temptation. Jesus with Martha and Mary. I just love that story where Martha was so busy and Mary sat down and Jesus said, Martha, you're so busy about many things, but Mary has chosen the one thing. Now, he wasn't criticizing Martha because she did the dishes. It was her priorities. Mm -hmm. It was because she didn't pray first. She worked first. And how many of us work ourselves in a tizzy, we throw everything we have at it, and uh, we see ourselves... Uh, go from bad to worse. and Jesus is saying, you forgot the one thing, if you will do this one thing, if you will if you will gaze on me, you will align with me, I will give you everything else. <laughs> but if you don't get this one thing right, uh, nothing will go right. Um, I, I just was reading about a civil war battle that was fought uh, in the thicket below Washington, D.C. And Grant, one of Grant's officers, put this sign up, and I thought it was so profound. He said, this battle was won by hearing, not by speaking. And can I tell you, your battles will not be won by all the things you do, but if you heard from the Lord first. And that's what leaders do. They know, God, this is not my battle. And unless I turn this battle over to you, uh, I will fail. Number two, he prayed very intentionally. And I just want to say this leaders uh, pray intentionally. Followers pray when they're in the mood to pray. <laughs> but leaders organize their life around prayer. Jesus had a place and a time to pray. In Mark one thirty-five, it says, Very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went to a solitary place where he prayed. Many people pray occasionally, but leaders pray intentionally. Can I just ask you, at the first of this year, whatever else you decide, would you decide first, here is where and when I pray. I love to pray in the morning because pray first. Uh, I heard someone say it this way. In the beginning, the first verse of the Bible are in the beginning, God. And God always likes the in the beginning. That's why he says, before you pay your bills, pay your tithe. Before you go through your week, on the first day of the week, worship God. First pray. Well, what does that take? That means you have a time and a place. You know, I have a secretary. And if someone calls to make an appointment with me and asks, when can I be with Pastor Dale? And she just goes on and says, anytime, anywhere. It's awesome. Just meet with him. He loves to be with you. God bless you. Goodbye. Are we ever going to have a meeting? (laughs) No, we had an intention, but we never had a schedule. And so I want to ask you, would you make that the most important thing of your year? Uh, You say, well, I'm so busy. I've got kids. And I love the story of Susanna Wesley. Mm -hmm. Uh, John and Charles Wesley's yeah. mother had 17 children, and one hour a day, there was. she lived in a little house. Can you imagine? But one hour a day, she put a blanket over her head, and the kids would not t- talk to her because they knew that's when she prayed. And now, you don't have more kids than with Susanna Wesley, so I don't know what your excuse is, but I just want to challenge you to do that. Um, any thoughts about Pray First, Pray Intentionally?
0: Well, I think it is good to pray intentionally. And again, just you know, continuing with my journey, I I now love to pray, and um, I'm a night person, so I've tried the excuse of well, I, if I pray late at night, is that early in the morning? <laughs> and uh, God says good try, but no. <laughs> um, but so so quite honestly, my probably my most intimate just quiet time is, is night. Like you'll find me at midnight. That's just, I love it. I do get up early in the morning and that seems to be a different experience with the Lord, but I get up and pray. And so, but, but, um, and Dale's known me all of my Christian life and watched my journey. I, I, I wasn't always intentional. You know, I, I was more of a, play kind of person than a pray kind of person but now it's become almost like if i if i don't pray i can't do it i i honestly look forward to it so i have become very intentional i have places in my home in fact my kids moved a chair and i said you have to put that back because that's my morning prayer chair you know so i have spots that are allotted to, I'm going to go if I sit there just like Suzanne Wesley please I'm I'm doing something I'm engaged with the Lord so again I would just want to encourage you give it a go you know just say this is my prayer chair and you go sit there and nobody's going to tell you how long to do that that's between and if you and it's the Lord. not
1: angelic visitation you do it because anyway. it's a discipline Correct. I tell people even if you don't remember what you ate last Tuesday it still made a difference you know right. and i know when i was praying for my kids uh you know i didn't have something great to say so i just figured out the five things that i would pray for my kids and and it could happen on the way driving i could have but i'm i'm going to do this i'm going to pray that they have the fear of the lord that they have friends that serve god mm-hmm. i'm going to pray that if they mess up it won't be so bad that they can't quickly repent and i'm going to pray that they will Uh, turn to the Lord at that moment of time and he'll encounter. So I'm just, there was just things that you set up in advance so that they become uh, disciplines. And I know, Sephora, you're one of the most uh, list persons, disciplined people I know. And uh, what would you just say about people who say, well, I just don't feel it or something like that?
2: (laughs) Well, Well, I have to tell you that I have a prayer time every morning at 5.30 with a prayer partner and I have been praying every morning at five thirty for twenty years. Twenty
1: years with this person at five thirty. Four, four. There are people,
2: four of us now. Um, there started out twelve, and we prayed. We were trade off by the week, and so I recommend prayer partners. But I also have, I have a place that I pray, where my Bibles are and, and my notebooks are and and those kinds of things so I'm like you I recommend a place that is absolutely dedicated to to prayer my mother we had a small small house her prayer place was the rocking chair and when she sat in her rocking chair with her bible you didn't bug mom (laughs) because she didn't pray aloud but she we knew mom was connected with heaven when she was sitting in a rocking chair with her bible now she rocked children and things at other times but with her bible she was with the lord yeah.
1: in little disciplines like i am not going to turn on my digital device right. until i prayed yes. uh except for my you version bible but other than that i'm not going to uh do anything you know start my meal I'm, I, I you know, so you just create those things i think is uh, incredibly important
0: can i ask you a question i <laughs> You should see his face right now. Um, but one thing, to you know, I have times when I'll write, and, and Dale's a writer, so I, I know he does it all the time, but how about um, I just want to give people ideas. Like there's sometimes it's I just take the Bible and I'm not going to write or anything. I just want to be in his presence without, you know, and then there's other times where it's like mega mm-hmm. writing. So how, how do people do that? How do they...
1: Well, I encourage people to find their prayer anointing. I'm gonna talk about this, but you have a prayer anointing. And one, it's your testimony. So anything God's done for you, your victories are someone else's, your testimony is someone else's victory. So you should spend a lot of time praying what God has done in your life for other people. But then I just say, I I always like to say, let, uh, I think Mark Batterson said, let God be as original with others as he is with you. So don't try to, you don't have to be any certain way. Some people like to kneel. Some people uh, like to uh, to march around. That's yeah, whatever gives you your mojo, whatever you call it. Uh, for me, I'm a writer, and so I write my prayers. and And it's just it's almost as boring. If you'll just look at it, i I'll, I'll have the words from the Lord's prayer: praise, petition, priority, provision, pardon, uh, protection, and proclamation, and people. And then I just right under prayers but there's not a method other than whatever communicates. some people their posture is huge kneeling is big of course i love that because it's a act of humility but right. it doesn't matter sitting but find out what works for you some people say if i don't walk i fall asleep okay walk you oh, know yeah uh, but that's that's what i think is important to find your style and and make it work and again you know, the people in, in this room with me have been doing this, I won't say how many, but Thank you. M- more than a, <laughs> a generation. So if you're new at this, you might start very simple, but make it habitual. I'm going to go, I'm going to drink a glass of water, I'm going to fix coffee, I'm going to clean the cat's litter box this is just my weird thing. I'm going to feed the cat and then I'm going to pray every day. It's boring, but it's because of that that it stays routine in right, my right, life. You know, I
2: like that. I'm I'm with you, Pastor Dale, in that I write. Um, I just have a composition notebook and I write my prayers. And it's interesting to be able to go back and, and, see, and see the way the Lord has answered these prayers. But I also make them conversations yes. too. That I'm, I'm writing to God, and then I will be quiet. And give God the opportunity to speak to me, and I'll write what I think that God is speaking to me. Very good. Yeah. And um, you know, my scribbles are my scribbles, but I do the same thing with my prayer partner. I scribble what they uh, their their needs for the day or the week or their, their concerns every single day before I pray, and, and, the, and great. you know that I listen. But that's been interesting because when you're on the phone because my prayer partners are not at my house, um, you have to learn to listen and not interrupt.
1: That yeah. it takes, it takes a special discipline. Well, let me go on the next one. We've got to kind of rush through this, but I put leaders pray intensely. Did you notice I wept, I mourned, I fasted? One of the keys to effective prayer, as I, I say, is vulnerability. It's that willingness to say, God, I am desperate. I am hungry. And I, I see that Jesus' sweat drops of blood in Gethsemane. I, I want to ask you, when was the last time you worked up a sweat <laughs> of praying to God? By that I mean, when did you pour out your heart uh, to the Lord? And I think that's extremely important because prayer flows out of weakness. Hmm. That apart from Him, I can do nothing of eternal value. I can... I can get up there, but the last thing I need and the world needs is to me to be a clanging brass or banging cymbal. I need to have the Holy Spirit. And uh, I always love this quote by G.K. Chesterton, apart from God, I will fail miserably or succeed even more miserably. (laughs) And the worst thing in life is to think you're doing good, but you're doing it without God. And it's like Samson when he tried to, to, to fight off the enemies, but because he had been out of fellowship with God, it says that he had no strength and the, the presence of god had left his life i think it's good to have almost a reverent fear of that hmm. god if i try to be a husband a, a father uh, whatever i do this and it's just me god i may really do damage and i will not fulfill your purpose and so i think that we see this and I, i'm just asking i would say As we come to 23 and you want to set goals for your prayer life, ask God to take the intensity to another level. Let it become, I put it, this is the next one I kind of talk about, is to take it from petition to intercession. To take it from simply saying prayers to having the spirit of prayer come over you. Um, In this kind of thing of groanings, the Bible says sometimes we pray with groanings groanings that are too deep for words it is it is the stirring of our heart with the holy spirit that allows us to not just pray for people but pray as those people be in their shoes and that's what intercession is all about it's being one with them as jesus would tell us you know pray for those in prison as if you were there only the spirit can do that and when it happens, it becomes sort of a, uh, I would just call it sort of a, a sense of empathy, a sense of assignment. I don't know if any of you have ever felt like, I, I pray for all of these, but then all of a sudden, this particular need breaks my heart. Mm-hmm. And, and now this is my assignment, like it was for Nehemiah. He couldn't just pray about uh, the walls of Jerusalem, it became his responsibility and it ended up changing his whole life. And most people who are called into a work of the kingdom, it started in prayer. It, it broke their heart. It, it changed what they thought about. And, and the next thing they know, God birthed not only prayers, but then he birthed works and time and intercession uh, for that. I just mentioned that fasting can be a big part of that. Somehow fasting turns down the physical needs that we have and makes the spiritual desire in us more acute and more uh, aware. And I'm going to, I want you all to come back to that, but I want to get the next one because of time. But if you have a comment on that, you can add it after this one. But number four, he prayed strategically and I, I often say there are the followers pray what i call tactical prayers and leaders pray strategic strategic a fact tactile prayer is lord please uh help my headache <laughs> it's just praying about a, a problem you have a need and there's nothing wrong with that and the bible says that in everything by prayer and supplication make your request known uh, to god but a strategic prayer request I, I call it a prayer assignment is when you say god I pray not only for this need, but I pray for a plan. And so what we see is so incredible at the end of the chapter, if I had time, he begins to pray specifically, God, give me favor when I go talk to the king, because I'm going to need credible miracles if I'm going to help these people. I'm going to need horses and money, and I'm going to need a couple of years off. I mean, can you imagine? That's pretty bold to say, I'm going to go ask my boss to give me a couple hundred thousand and uh, give me four employees and a year or two off but he prayed it and he knew that that was the the strategy mm-hmm. god was giving him so when he gets to the king and he and he asked the king the king says well how do you plan to do it and he immediately had a plan and it was specific and it was uh it was clear and because of that god uh, did amazing things this is where i talked about in my sermon using your imagination, praying so clearly and so boldly and so specifically that you would actually be very disappointed and shocked if it didn't happen. You know, some people like vague prayers because it kind of, it makes it like, all right, well, if it doesn't happen, well, I just prayed, you know, God bless all the little children of the world. But when I pray God, I pray that that person will have a miracle for their rent payment by next Tuesday for $2,000, whatever it is back well, then I've begun to that. And then I can go even further. If God's telling me, I can say, God, give me possible ways you want to answer this prayer. Do you want me to give the money? Do you want someone else to? Do you want uh, me to encourage them that there's going to be an open door for a job? This is where I believe the prophetic comes in. Right. you know, I don't I believe all of us can be prophetic because prophetic simply means you're hearing the voice of God. You're partnering with God and you're 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 saying how can i be a part of how you want to answer this prayer so those are a couple of thoughts i have with strategic prayer is when you press in to get specific direction how to pray and what you're to do with your prayers when you pray far bigger than you can imagine when you pray the prayer of jabez which is one of my favorites which we'll pray on 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 thursday but when you actually see it say it and seize it. So that's what I put in your notes. Strategic prayer is I say it, I see it, I see how God wants to do it, and then I seize it by whatever God uh, tells me to do. I love John Knox, the great reformer. He got so intense. He says, God, give me Scotland or I die, and he just cried, and then God gave him a plan, and he became uh, a reformer. I also just wanted to mention exponential prayers, which Rick Warren taught us, which he says, Add a zero to whatever you pray for. If you're praying, God, give me 10 souls. Just go and throw a zero and make it a hundred. So just, just, okay. Any comments about those two things uh, going into the intercession and praying strategically. Have you all ever had God put a prayer assignment on you and you were to walk that out? And what did that look like? Do you have any examples of that in your lives?
0: Well, I'll just quickly comment, just as you brought up the prophetic, because that's just a great lane to get in. And I think prophetic words are the things that prepare us for assignments. And assignments that lead us to this supernatural victories. And uh, individually, corporately, globally. And, you know, you said it in your sermon Sunday, I think that when that happens when we move in that prophetic uh, we you know we begin to see the end from the beginning and it's been pre-declared and I loved that when you shared that Sunday because it's like God already said it's gonna happen so it's gonna happen why wouldn't I walk in that
1: You see it as though we're already done already done yeah I love that
2: well my assignment Quite a number of years ago, Pastor Dale uh, prayed through every prayer request that was uh, given in the church. And it became clear when you took on more responsibility in the community that that you had had to stretch to do all of those things. And the Lord told me to consult with Virginia. And to make a commitment to pray for the prayer requests in the church for for her and I to do that. And that's where this prayer team was built, wow. was birthed, because we made that commitment. We would pray for every prayer request every week uh, without fail, and you wouldn't have to do that. And so, that was
1: how many years ago?
2: <laughs> I can't even tell you. It was before 2008, I think. Well, no, no. About 2008, I think. Yeah,
1: and I cannot express the gratitude that I have uh, for that. Um, I'll just mention the last two, but prayerful persistence. He went. And and what I want you to see is, if you could read the story, is that it, it wasn't a, a one and done. Uh, the enemy came against him. Uh, things fell apart. Uh, it got worse before it got better. Um Over and over, there were threats. There was everything that could go wrong. And I just want to say that because prayer uh, sometimes is a long journey. And that's why Jesus would say over and over, uh, keep knocking. Persistence is at the heart of a leader's prayer. What makes a a leader, a prayer person, a leader, they don't give up. Uh, One person described it, George Mueller, one of my heroes was, you know, a a bulldog with a bone <laughs> I am not let go and that was he was the man who prayed for his five friends when he got saved okay. and one of them got saved uh, the day before he died after 54 years of praying for that uh, over that man and uh, it's that internal force how you're going to pray God gave me a prayer assignment for Sharon's family and uh, it was quite an interesting thing because she was the, really the first one saved and, and they eventually all came to Christ, including her sister, a heroin addict. Uh, it was such a strange thing, but two of her siblings, they were those who who the Lord took them young so they could be saved because they, they had such a struggle. But one of them was so amazing is that I, I ministered. She seemed so far from God, and she prayed with me the salvation prayer. And all of a sudden, she broke out speaking in tongues. And it was such a sign to me that God had truly answered. But that that was a a 35-year journey to see all of them uh, get saved. So I want to encourage some people who maybe have a wayward child or other things. uh, This is a a battle that you stand with. And, And the last one, I just wanted to really highlight prayer partners. Because what I hope happens in our Elevate groups is you as much as you want to pray you will pray better if you have a committed prayer partner and Sephora talked about what a remarkable story 20 years for prayer partners Um, but especially as as prayer leaders Uh, Peter Wagner said the most underutilized source of spiritual power and breakthrough in the world today is prayer partners praying for spiritual leaders holding up the arms. And we use that story in Exodus 17. I have the scriptures there that the victory that God brought took three people. It took Joshua leading the armies. It took Moses as a leader, giving vision and direction. And then it took Aaron and her holding up his arms and his arms would get tired. And when they got tired, uh, the battle would turn bad and so finally they held up and, and, and I just want to say that wasn't the most glamorous position. That wasn't something that you get your name in lights. I held on to armpits for four hours while someone else prayed. But it was the decisive thing and I mentioned uh, Daniel Nash and Charles Finney, but we described it one time as holding the ropes. Um, this young girl way back uh, in 1987 fell in a in a oil hole in midland texas and took three days and people went down in ropes and finally she was rescued and the lord gave me that picture that is what your prayer partners are they hold the ropes and no matter how good you are at rescuing people if someone's not holding the ropes uh, you're not going to be effective Hmm. and some of you are called specific to that and i'm calling our church to prayer groups and if you're not in a prayer group, whether it's officially, whether it's online, whether it's uh, someone that you call on the phone, uh, would you get in a prayer group? And if two or three gather together, Jesus said that it will be multiplied; it shall be done for you. And so I really, I really hope this starts that a ball rolling that all of our our elevate groups and our life groups become powerful prayer groups Uh, as you go to discuss the questions i just i love this idea of you've got a prayer anointing where god has touched you there's some great things that you're to pray i want us to discuss our uh, strategic asks that you would not just pray general prayers but strategic prayers i pray that in this year god will reach these five people There will be this breakthrough in my business that I will begin to discover. Whatever it is, uh, my kids, this will happen. But become very intentional about identifying those prayers. And and then really activating your faith um, by adding that. uh, Becoming a prayer partner for someone else that you become the key prayer support for. And then have someone else become a key prayer partner for you as well any final comments uh, pastor sue pastors for that you have in regard just say something from your heart to to encourage our elevate leaders that their prayers matter uh, this year
0: <laughs> well i i am very excited about our house of miracles family house of worship and i believe that God is showing me. And and again, with this football player that we mentioned, I I believe what happened there is this miracle that we're seeing, we saw entertainment stop, we saw people care about a young man that we didn't know, probably, pray, and they didn't even know they were praying. I think God said, watch, this is a hint of what's to come. And just a couple weeks prior, Dale had talked about, wait, I, I'm gonna see stadiums filled. Mm-hmm. And that just came back, and I I even got chills thinking about it. And I thought, you know what? The reign of God is breaking into our world right now, and we get to be the prophets for that. So I'm pretty excited.
1: Amen. Sephora, since it was a step of faith for you to pray, would you say a prayer for all of our leaders in their prayer life?
2: Heavenly Father, we come to you with praise and thanksgiving so grateful that we know who you are and that you have entrusted us to pray and i'm asking you lord god to raise up men and women children young people in our church who are willing and able to take time every day to meet with you and we and learn to love you and to understand how incredible you truly are and and to know that when we bring our concerns to you, you answer. Your word says, I am the God who answers prayer, and you do. And Jesus trusted you. Every time he came to you, he trusted you, and he trusted to hear you as well as that he would tell you what his troubles were. So we, we, I pray, Lord God, for the people in this church to know you better tomorrow than they know you today. Yes. And they will meet you through prayer. And even if they've never given any thought to meeting with the Father, I pray you, Holy Spirit, will help them to make that first step. And it will be great. And we thank you for it. In Jesus' name.
1: Amen. Thank you all so much.
0: God bless you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Pastor Dale Walker's
1: Leadership Podcast. Please stay tuned for future episodes and remember to follow us on all our social media platforms. You can find more information about our courses,
0: events, and other leadership resources on our website at hftw.church. May God bless you and have a great day.